Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. Another episode talking all things football. And it is all about the football right now. Super Bowl less than two weeks away. We have the two competitors in the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers once again. Uh, a rematch of the 2019 season, 2020 Super Bowl. Uh, if all of you remember correctly, it was about three weeks before the world shut down because of COVID. It was the biggest Super Bowl you can imagine in terms of attention, uh, attendance, okay? The, it, was, it was the most packed radio row I'd ever seen. They put more tables in there than I've ever seen going to Super Bowls. And uh, they had events everywhere around Miami. I mean, things were so stacked on top of each other. My hotel room, uh, my wife and I's hotel room was next to Bill Belichick's. Like, so we would like walk out of our hotel room together and walk to the elevator every morning when we go down for like the morning breakfast and stuff like that with the NFL. Because uh, it was the NFL hotel and we were doing work with the NFL legends and give him and yeah, Bill Belichick was right there. So him and him and my wife, uh, him and my wife just gabbed it up in the mornings about what their day was like the day before. It was funny. It was funny as hell. Um, but since then, of course, you had everything transpire. Super Bowls have gotten not as packed. Uh, last year in Arizona, still pretty distanced away from one another, but more tables for Radio Row were there. Um, I expect it probably to be uh, getting back to something similar. Las Vegas is a convention town uh, as it is. They are ready for something like this. Uh, the strip's going to be taken over by the NFL, the media, everybody. I will give you a little information about an event, and this is really great. If you are going to be in the Las Vegas area and you are looking for a safe, sober environment to watch the game, okay, and enjoy music and uh, uh, food and drinks, all of it, full day of it, leading up to a watch party of the game, I got the spot for you. Uh, we've been doing it for quite a few years now. It's called the Sober Bowl, all right, and uh, it's a heck of an event. We... Uh, we spend the day to one, with one another, fellowshipping. Uh, you know, we got the, the possibility uh, of, of some, some great NFL guys making their way. Max Crosby, Darren Waller. Darren Waller might even perform. Uh, as most of you know, he's a rapper. But be a part of the great day uh, event. We have a bunch of great uh, musical artists uh, that are going to be uh, um, playing, as well as amazing food and, uh, uh, and drinks. So uh, if you're in Las Vegas and you're looking for that, because uh, I know a lot of people are sometimes, they, they feel uncomfortable going to an event where there's going to be a lot of drinking and still enjoying uh, the atmosphere of the Super Bowl in a huge amphitheater there in Las Vegas right on the Strip. Uh, come on, check it out. Soberbowl.org, everybody, uh, for an unbelievable Sunday event in Las Vegas. All right, let's go back to the weekend. Now, you know, I had my conversation with y'all yesterday. The biggest one, I think, was maybe, uh, you know, the decision-making uh, of Dan Campbell uh, in that game and, uh, and what it meant. And, I, and as m all of you know, all year long, I've been a huge Dan Campbell fan, a huge Jared Goff fan. But like any analyst in any position like this, you have to be critical of them. You have to. And Lions fans out there that are standing behind the live by the sword, die by the sword, you can't be an enabler, okay? He cannot continue to make these types of mistakes if, by all means, they get back to the playoffs, okay? 
It's the third quarter of the NFC Championship. You have a chance to go up by three scores with the San Francisco 49ers who only had four possessions in the first half and only scored on one of them. You score there. You get three points. You have now scored on four of your five possessions, okay? There is no stall. You've kept things as a status quo, all right? I get it. You live by the sword, die by the sword. If, you know, if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk, okay? It's the absolute biggest football game ever in Detroit Lions history. And you just do not do as business as usual. It's what we did all year. Might as well do it again. Then an argument started coming back towards me yesterday from the comments and everybody else. Well, our kicker, not very good from 40 plus. I did not know that. I probably should have known that. You know who else should have known that? Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. How do you go into a playoff scenario with a kicker who's not very good at 40-plus field goals? That's a referendum on you, okay? Make the decision. Cut his ass. Don't waste a roster spot. Use it with an extra linebacker or something to help fill that gap, knock down Christian McCaffrey on long runs, and go for it on fourth down every time. At least admit to it. The fact that you just dismissed the idea of trotting him out there anything 40-plus is absurd. It's, it's just absurd. All of it is absurd, okay? He'd made his decision. He kicked it earlier. Kick it again. You're up three scores, and they have to do everything. The game changes, and I don't think people who have never played the game of football or maybe middled around in, in high school a little bit, you don't get it. You don't understand the difference that makes. The stop for the defense giving the ball back to the offense. They kick a field goal there. They've just traded three points for three points. Half the quarter is over, okay? The, the crowd doesn't get into it. Uh, the defense isn't all psyched up. The offense just kind of goes, well, we didn't, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain and get seven there. Uh, offense is, you know, they've scored four out of five times. Four out of five times on possessions. Now the next drive is much different. Why? Well, because it's a three-possession game. So the play calling by Kyle Shanahan is going to be different than what it was. Of course, we get it. Lucky lucky bounce off the defender's helmet. Brandon Ayuk makes the catch, all that. Maybe that play isn't even called, right? There's so much that can be affected. It's butterfly effects for making the next right choice. Stop it with live by the sword, die by the sword. You didn't have to. You know what? You used the sword in the whole first half and carved up the San Francisco 49ers, for 30 minutes. Carved them up with that sword. You didn't need to die by the sword anymore. You had done all the sword wielding you needed to in the first half. Now it was about making sure you won it. You know, Make sure you're just sharpening that sword now. You don't have to go out and use it right then. Use it later when you have to use it. You didn't. And now you're, you're sitting here. I don't want this to be the case. I don't want the Detroit Lions all of a sudden uh, to become the Jacksonville Jaguars from a few years back. That's my fear. It's my biggest fear because you go, you'll, you'll build things around uh, the defense, get better, all this stuff, and you'll be back in 2025. You have no idea if that's the truth. At least Dan Campbell is honest about what is coming, and it's going to be much more difficult in this division 
everything, okay? Really difficult. The last time they'd been there was 30 years ago. So, I mean, the track record is 30 years from now is when you're back, and I don't think Dan Campbell's going to be the head coach then. I don't know. He's in pretty good shape. What I will say has got to bolster your, your optimism is the fact that we got some news today. Ben Johnson, one of the most sought-after coordinators in all of the football game, uh, an incredible play caller uh, who had an outstanding first half in the NFC Championship game, removed his name from contention for head coaching uh, opportunities. The two left, of course, the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington Commanders. He pulls his name, says, I'm going back to uh, Detroit. There's some unfinished business. I, I love the attitude, right? It's got to make Jared Goff uh, near or at the top of the MVP futures for next year because of their ability to work with one another like they have been able to. I think it's, uh, um, it's amazingly ballsy uh, of a guy that could have taken, probably could have had a pick of either job, either Seattle or Washington. Uh, but if he goes out and has a similar type of year where he coaches it up and has the same type of play calling that he did this year uh, and the improvement that he made, he's going to have every opportunity again. But now they have a shot. This is the best news that Lions fans could have coming, af uh, coming after the, the absolute debacle uh, on Sunday afternoon and evening. Um, best news possible for the team. Okay, conspiracy theorists out there around the AFC championship, all right? You know, the, the Taylor Swift. Uh, 55 million people, I think, watched this game too, by the way, was the average. Um, I mean, that's, that's the good old numbers. That's like, you know, when you had, you know, three networks and that's it. Not all this cable and everything like that. You know, everybody in the, in the country sitting down watching something at the same time, you know? Um, football, of course, is going to be watched you add in the mix of uh, pop royalty, and that even influences it more. And I love the fact that I'm hearing from some dads out there, now that I'm a girl dad, you know, that some of the, their daughters actually wanted to sit down and watch the game because of the influence of it. I mean, that's pretty darn cool. The conspiracy that that's the team that they want. You heard me yesterday. I said if the NFL wanted their biggest brand on the biggest stage every single year, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. And so they've just, you know, said, screw it. We'll go, we're just not going to allow them or want them to be in a championship uh, for the most exposure that we can get for uh, since 1995. Come on now. All right. Um, Ravens fans over the moon about that. You know, uh, absolutely got screwed, this, that, and the other. It's a scripted thing. And I was like, totally, totally scripted. I couldn't believe that Lamar and Flowers were in on it. I mean, it's not, they didn't even try to hide it. On Sunday, you know, throwing into triple coverage into the end zone, you know, reaching the ball out at the goal line, uh, slamming the guy down right uh, with his arm and then flexing over the top of him and then busting your hand on the bench. I mean, I mean, you guys weren't even trying to hide it on on Sunday in this one. Well, things got tougher in your division. Why? Well, the Steelers went out and got themselves an offensive coordinator. OK, Steeler Nation, not that happy about it, though. I'm telling you right now, you should be. Arthur Smith is a great offensive coordinator. We've had this conversation on the show before. He's not a head coach. And that's okay. That's okay. Do what you do well. Josh McDaniels is incredibly good at offensive play calling and scheming. 
okay? So is Arthur Smith. And if you want the best possible thing for Kenny Pickett, it's Arthur Smith at this point. They are heavy run, which is a, a really good thing for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. They do incredible in two tight end sets. And they have a, a heck of a um, play-action game where Pickens should like that because it's going to be about going down the field and having opportunities deep down the field because of the running game. This is a, a win-win. You look back at 400-plus performance days under Arthur Smith at Tennessee, 15 out of 32 games. The 44 games that Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, zero. This is a positive thing. You have to view it as that. Be optimistic. It provides you a real opportunity now in the division where Cincinnati's coming, clearly Cleveland is coming, and the Ravens certainly proved to everybody they're coming. You look around, and the only reason that Cincinnati probably doesn't get into the playoffs and all four teams get in this year is because Joe Burrow got hurt. This is the division, folks. So you better be ready. And Arthur Smith gives this Pittsburgh Steelers a team a chance to be victorious and get back to the Super Bowl. I really do believe that. Go back and look at the statistics around Ryan Tannehill, his best two years passing the football. Touchdowns, interceptions, all of it. Passer rating is under Arthur Smith. Expect that. Knowing Arthur Smith well, too, the reason Marcus Mariota didn't continue and all you guys are talking about how uh, he, he can't take uh, uh, quarterbacks to do what he needs to do in his offense. Well, guess what? The reason that he didn't keep Mariota in the starting lineup is he couldn't make every throw that Arthur Smith needed him to make in this offense. That's why it was so, 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 so surprising to see him bring him back in Atlanta because already knowing that he couldn't do what Arthur Smith needed him to do, it was settling. If Kenny Pickett's the guy that can make every throw that he needs him to make, then Kenny Pickett's going to have a – uh, a resurgence, a rebirth of sorts in Pittsburgh, uh, one that is going to be special for all Steelers fans out there. And I'm hoping for the best for the young man and for Arthur Smith uh, to have some success once again. Doesn't mean you need to be a head coach again, Arthur. All right. In fact, I don't know if anybody likes the Arthur Smith, who's a head coach version of you. Okay. You seemed angry all the time, upset and disgruntled. And when I interacted with you when you were an offensive coordinator in Tennessee, uh, you were jovial. Uh, and I, a lot of coaches feel that way. It's just the opportunity. It's the next step. Be careful what you wish for. You might get it. You just might get it. Well, the Chargers are, are jumping into that pool as well, right? Figuring out what they want to be, how they're going to get there. Jim Harbaugh, in a lot of ways, has been, uh, um, has been the answer over the last week since it was announced that he would be the head coach. Um, it seems funny to watch it all play out. You know, the history that he played there, a lot of the clips of uniform, him in his uniform, and now stepping into the coaching role. Uh, one of the bigger things for me was what they were going to do as the general manager. Tom Telesco, I thought, did a tremendous job of bringing talent. Now, he missed in the draft in a few different areas. Uh, I wouldn't immediately go to look at what Quentin Johnston uh, is going to be after just one year, though, if you make the comparison uh, with him and Zay Flowers, in which you could have had Zay Flowers, that, that of course, is, is a reason why he, uh, uh, he was shown the door there in, in, in Los Angeles. Um, the Chargers then went out and, and got their guy, they think. Uh, you know, former Ravens director of player personnel, Joe Horitz, uh, is going to be making his way west uh, to become uh, the Chargers' new general manager. Uh, as you can see with player development and uh, the general manager position, 
in Baltimore has been second to none in how they get their players, how they go about their business, building a competitive roster that can uh, can go out and vie for championships. And so now he makes his way there to um, to Los Angeles to see what can he can make of it. Um, I like the Chargers' chances um, in a Jim Harbaugh run team. I do. Uh, I felt a little uneasy going into this year because of Brandon Staley, of course. Um, and uh, that was, you know, that was that was silenced a little bit because they went out and got Kellen Moore. And uh, I thought that would be a difference maker. And it, and it certainly wasn't. Uh, I think there was a lot going on with the whole Brandon Staley thing that didn't allow Kellen Moore necessarily to be who he needed to be. We'll see next year as he heads off to Philadelphia to take over there and, and start guiding Jalen Hurts, uh, Vic Fangio on defense. All right. Eagles have the players. Um, we'll see. I think there'll probably be a lot of, a lot of hoopla uh, around um, the Eagles next year, too, with Kellen Moore. So there's a little bit of NFL news for you. A, fit, uh, a more recapped version of the AFC and NFC championships, of course. Um, I'm going to host Good Morning Football on Friday. And I haven't been on the show because I've been home with the newborn, of, of course. And uh, it'll be my first time back since really the playoffs have, have taken shape. And uh, I wonder if people are going to be still so up in arms uh, about the way some of those those games went down. Um, the number for the Super Bowl is back up to now two points uh, at the moment. The San Francisco fa- uh, 49ers are favored by two points. I don't know how that's possible. Run, 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 folks, and get your uh, Kansas City Chiefs plus two. If you want to get better value, grab the money line because the Chiefs aren't getting beat by the San Francisco 49ers team. Are you kidding me? It, it's... What have the Chiefs not shown you over the last five years that you don't understand who they are? That sounds like it's a you problem. We here at the straight line, we're just going to make money, okay? And if you got a problem with that too, uh, again, that sounds like a you problem. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for watching The Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. (laughs) 